blessings upon every individual we ask in Jesus' name. Amen. Praise you, the Lord. Hallelujah. When night has fallen, when fear is coming, still you're calling me. When faith is lost in you will be my strength when my mind says I'm for me this morning as I sing about a shepherd boy. One by one, Jesse's sons stood before the prophet. Their father knew a king would soon be found. Each one passed, except the last, no one thought to call him, for surely he would never wear a crown. But when others see a shepherd boy, God may see a king, even though Just a moment, he can touch you, and everything will change. Others see a shepherd boy, God may see a king. One by one. Problems come, dreams get shattered. Sometimes it's hard to understand. Understand. 
We walk by faith And there will always be the mountains in our way But right here in this moment May our strength be renewed As we recall what God has done And how we've seen Him move If there's anybody here who's found Him faithful Anybody here who knows He's able Say amen Anybody here who's seen His power Anybody here brought through the fire Say amen Anybody here found joy in the middle of sorrow Just say Amen. Sometimes through the darkness, it's hard to see. So just be brave and follow where He leads. Greater is the one who's in us than He who's in the world. So, child of God, remember. Is the Lord, and if there's anybody here who's found Him faithful, anybody here who knows He's able, say Amen. Anybody here who's seen His power, anybody here brought through the fire. Found joy in the middle of sorrow, peace in the storm, and hope for tomorrow. Seen it time and time again. Just say amen. Even in the valley of the shadow, when you feel alone in the unknown, just say amen. Just say amen. Even when the storms are raging. Say amen. 
anybody here who's seen his power? Anybody here brought through the fire? Say amen. Anybody here found joy in the middle of sorrow? Peace in the storm and hope for tomorrow? Seen it time and time again? Just say Amen. Just say see each and every one of you. I'm here to do prayer requests, but first I want to say, hey, this is the only preacher I've ever had as well. <laughs> and I love you, and I thank you for everything you've done for me, and still do for me. I appreciate you. Now, now time to receive prayer requests this morning. Brother Mike. Yes, let's pray for Brother Mike's daughter-in-law and the rest of his family, please. church pray for pray that everything goes well the Lord be with him sister Joyner Tim Rose, everything goes well, and pray for Sister Joyner's sister. Gretchen, let's pray for Pop Pop's back. Sister Vicki, yes, let's everyone pray for Kelly. Sister Judy, let's pray for Sister Judy's family. Amanda. Trish and her family for special prayer. Fonda. Yes. Let's pray for Kingston. goes well if that's it raise hands for unspoken requests stand with me as we take these to the Lord please
Thank you, Alice. Now it's time to fellowship.
His sister joined her last Sunday as a pastor's wife. She's taking her time. She's enjoying it. 
<laughs> I might need some uh, security when I leave today, please. Um, so Jennifer uh, had talked with me a couple weeks ago and said, hey, I'm assembling a team. I need a great orator. I need a great singer at least. And I said, well, we know what Neva's part is <laughs> because I'll be the orator. I'll be the, the gift of Gabier. Um, so I was going to start out with a good speech. Let me see if I can. So it was four score and that's the wrong one. That's the wrong one. So this one, there it is. Okay, I have a dream. That ain't it either. That ain't. That ain't it either. Um. Uh, I've fortunately or unfortunately, however you want to look at it, had uh, additional pastors. So I've had some to compare you to. This morning, let me let me say something funny right now. That this morning we were in the group text, and I said, uh, I said, uh, Neva, no crying. Well, <laughs> I'd take me a break, and get me something, because here I go. Um. Yeah, I'll try to make it as least as possible. Try to shut up here in a minute. Um, so some, some important things I want to point out to you is to look around you right now and see the people that are normally at the church and some people you don't normally see. You see Don Braswell over here. Anybody who knows this man and knows him knows that he's a great guy. Ken Boyden that you saw on the on the, the video great guy <laughs> brother Jack is here Praise the Lord. <laughs> daddy I saw this happen daddy was holding a hammer <laughs> and Jack is holding up a piece of plywood on the inside of his garage and it didn't quite fit now we could have brought it down could have cut it you know measure again that'd take too long no Grab that hammer over there. Brother Jack's holding on to it. Grab the hammer. Pastor, grab the hammer and just hit the thing. I'm going to push up on it while you're hitting on it. I don't know if the thing actually went into the, the hole it was going to or not, but I do know that Daddy glanced off that wood and connected with Brother Jack's head. And Brother Jack, in my estimation, died at that moment. I was thought for sure that man is gone. He kind of... It took him back. I don't know if he hit the ground or not. I can't remember. I was in shock. <laughs> something you see on TV or something. I thought, what in the world? And so Daddy went and apologized. Oh, my gosh. He probably thought he done killed him. You know, I hit him in the head with a hammer. And Brother Jack got up. He said, no, no, no. We need a bigger hammer. So he went and got a bigger hammer. I guess his thinking was, you're either going to knock it in or knock me all the way out. One or the but the people that you see around you, the Bradleys are back here. Now, they're, they're affiliated with the church, obviously, yeah, but they're not here at this church that I know of. Have y'all become members here? Okay. But if but they can, yeah. New pastor and everything. What a deal. So if you ever, folks, if you ever get to meet or be around these people, you will find out that it's the quality of the people that he's around and he's a, he attracts to him when he ain't even here. We pulled up, and Robin was standing outside, and I said, well, look, there's Robin. And my son, all of you may not know Jackson, that huge 11-year-old over there. We grow him big, i.e., me and Michael, and, well, I ain't going to pick on Neva. We grow him big, last name Joiner. 
But he said, who's robbing? And I said, well, you know, I said, aside from your granddaddy and me, he's probably, well, what I have become, Robin, because it's, I've been on a journey, brother. Stay with me. That I said, it's the hardest working man you're going to find. And it's, it's the quality of people that you see that surround him. I go out and, oh, you're Larry's boy, ain't you? I've gotten, I'll tell you right now, I've gotten preferential treatment because I was Larry's boy. I'm okay with that. I'm okay with that. Um, but what I wanted to stress is that you've had years here at this church of quality pastoral leadership because of the quality in your pastor. Um, so, and then I was, <laughs> and, and you got a good one following behind because this young in here, and I say young because she's the baby, but this young in here, you talk about accuracy with the word of God and knowing her stuff. Um, yeah, I, was, I said, hey, hey, what, what scripture is such, such? She's like, what do you mean this one or that one? I don't know, you tell me. So she gave it to me, and I'm like, oh, okay, what's that other one? What's that other one? What's that other one? She's like, well, that's in two different places. Which one are you talking about again? So the baton is getting passed pretty good, I feel. Um, but the scripture that she gave me this morning, and I'm sorry, this, I'm going to tell you another thing. I feel, and I'm not trying to get churchy on you, and I'm not going to try to preach. tried it before. It didn't work out so well. But... I feel the spirit in this room. I feel the spirit in this room. And it's not, I, I dare say I didn't bring it with me because I don't want to try to act like I am somebody to bring him with me. But, man, he's in here. He's in here. Um, so in Ephesians 4, if I can see, gracious, forgive me. Ephesians 4 and 11, it said it. And he gave some apostles and some prophets and some evangelists and some pastors and teachers for, for the perfecting of the saints, for the work of the ministry, for the edifying of the body of Christ. At 15 years old, God put it on my daddy to be a pastor. Put it on him for the perfecting of the saints. So he spent so many years trying to help to project who could gracious perfect the saints and I'm going to tell you right now I've lived it I've seen it there's a lot of perfecting needed from time to time so so the job can be daunting it can be a huge job be a huge job to do and he took it he said, okay well God if you want me to be <laughs> preacher okay so now I was asking Jennifer about another one let's see if I can find this one for Luke 4 is that 18 Jennifer and it says the spirit of the Lord came upon me because he hath anointed me to preach the gospel to the poor and has sent me to heal the brokenhearted, to preach deliverance to the captives and recovering sight to the blind I need some recovering sight to me right quick and set at liberty, set at liberty those who are abused, who are bruised, to preach the acceptable year of the Lord. My daddy has spent years and years doing exactly that, doing exactly that, and now is finally 
got done with it. No. I, I sincerely doubt. I asked Dad a couple times. I said, so when you retire, you're going to start golfing? And he just looks at me like he didn't understand a word I just said. I asked him years ago. I said, Daddy, you going to start golfing with these guys? And he, what would I go golfing for? Why would I go golfing? Um, uh, but I can tell you that I, I lived it. I was in the house when they weren't with you. You still get the same people. They don't change. They don't, now the whoopings. You might get a whooping, yeah. And and how many did I get? Really? It, I didn't ask. No, I was asking your mother, not you. But I mean the whoopings. Y'all never got the whoopings. But everything else, when you see these two people. When you see them here, you're seeing the very same two people acting the very same way that they act every single rest of the day. Whether they're at the house and mad at me, whether they're praying for Michael because what has Michael done now? <laughs> whether whether Neve whether Neva's calling with something on her mind, I'm gonna go easy on because you up next, so I'm gonna I don't want to be on the receiving end too bad. <clears throat> but what I want to stress to you is the quality of the people you've had here and that you've had them the same as you've seen them. They've always been. And so then, and I want to wrap up with this part because I'm sure Neva, Neva claims she's the favorite, and, and so she's probably going to cry worse than me. I imagine, watch her, she might power through and not even shed a tear. Who knows? Um, but if there ever, ever has been a daddy's girl, I imagine Neva would probably fit the bill. But for me, I realize that there's a lot of things that I've got from Sister Joyner. I don't know how I got them from you and not you, but maybe you just didn't have them. I'm one of the most creative people that you'll meet. I may not show it to you all the time. Um, and and there's, there's times that she and I are talking and, and doing stuff that I look at her and I'm like, you know I got that from you, right? And she's like, well, yeah, because your daddy ain't got none of it, for sure. But saying that something that I can uh, speak to for knowledge and understanding of is I I spent about seven years of my life working on airplanes now I had to go through training and everything get my certification and it's a scary thought to some that you know the United States has given me certification from the Department of Transport, Transportation to work on any in number aircraft brother if you need help with anything I got some time use um, but one of the things that we learned about when I was in school for, uh, for uh, getting my certification was that, well, they used to build airplanes out of wood. And they, well, you try to use the light wood. That's good, you wanna use wood that's gonna hold up and be sturdy. But in order for you to create it, you're not putting nails in it or screws in it, that you're using glue on it, okay? Now, to make a wing on an aircraft, you take the pieces of wood, you put glue on them, and you put that glue together, and that glue holds that airplane together. And if that airplane failed in that wing, it would most likely fail because you didn't take care of your glue. You didn't use your glue properly. You didn't, you didn't apply your glue properly. Well, that's why I want to try to draw a parallel there to say that because she's a daddy's girl and she's probably going to focus quite a bit on her daddy 
Well, I want to draw attention on you quite a bit because you were that glue. You, Sister Jordan, are that glue. And you, if you hadn't taken care of your glue, the whole thing would have fell apart. So evidently, you both did pretty good. You both did pretty good. So, good luck with Jennifer. I'm going to tell y'all, <laughs> she's a handful. Woo, bless y'all. Bless y'all. She's a handful. Um, and, and I would say, too, that uh, going forward that uh, Shane, yeah, you ain't going to get out of this unscathed. That, uh, you know, some people went, well, Jennifer's got big shoes to fill. Bruh, have you met Sister Joyner? Okay. Because the spouse role, uh, you, you got work to do. You got work to do. I believe you can do it. <laughs> Listen, when this man came to my daddy and said, I want to have your daughter as my wife, if you can do that, brother, I'm sure you can do this. <laughs> I remember us questioning daddy's judgmental authority. We were, you did this guy? Are you sure? But it seemed to work out all right so far. So... <laughs> Um, and, I, and some of that's me trying to recover from boo-hooing. Um, but, again, the quality of people, if you haven't met Don Braswell or the Bradleys or you've never dealt with Robin or you've never spent time with, with Jack, if you've, not, if you've not had time to spend with Vicki Powell, I'm going to tell you what, it's, it's the people that you're surrounded by. Take a look, folks. I've been to this woman's house, and she's taking care of me like I was her own. Me and other people. It's the quality of the people who are surrounding this pastoral team that that needs to that needs to clue you in on what you've been a part of for the past twenty here, twenty seven here. Gracious, it don't seem like twenty seven. And but started preaching when you were fifteen, and how old now? I can't keep up with it. Honestly, how old am I? I can remember this year because it's 43. I can remember Richard Petty. Otherwise, i got to have my wife standing right beside me. And I turn, how old are you, baby? Honestly, I I don't remember. But y'all had 27 years. 27 years. So you got 27 years. You got a lot to live up to. Get after it. Um, Daddy, thank you for being my pastor, being my daddy. Thank you for being my pastor and my mama. And uh, I'll, I'll try to leave you. I'll try to leave you with this. And, and this is for everybody in the room. That uh, leaving out of the house, whether I was going for a day or for if I moved out and now it was coming back to visit, um, something I will never forget, never forget, is that my mama would tell me, you remember who you are, and you remember whose you are. And for the past 27 years, you folks have belonged to this man and this woman. When you leave out of this church today, I encourage you, remember who you are, and remember whose you are. You're part of a quality group of people that you wouldn't be here if you were not. And I thank God for them. And I look forward to how Jennifer's going to lead you in the future. Thank you, thank you. Your turn.
praise the Lord. Ain't God good? He is so good. So, um, um, I was all right. Maybe I should have gone before Tim. Hmm. Um, I don't have any eloquent words like Tim. I do want to say to you, I didn't forget you. <laughs> um, you have been <laughs> the glue, as he said. You have been everything <laughs> that this family needed. <laughs> and... <laughs> And how you brought us together. I do want to say that when Jennifer was born, so there uh, became seven of us. And I am the oldest and the best looking. Just so you know. Um, and I know it. Okay, so praise the Lord. Um <laughs> Um, but Jennifer, um, when Jennifer was born, um, there was a connecting um, that she brought to our lives. She did. And, and we teased her uh, a lot, and then they teased me a lot. Um, she will gang up, you know, with them, with the boys, and they tease me. And that's okay, because I don't mind being daddy's little girl. I will always be daddy's little girl. <laughs> um, I thought about um, a few things. Um, he has not been the only pastor that I have known, but I've only known him as a pastor, right? So all of my life, he's been a pastor. So um, I was sharing with my pastor um, that we would be here this weekend, and he's, no, no, because that's what pastors do. They don't want you to go somewhere else to visit. <laughs> right, Daddy? Amen. That's right. <laughs> the pastor wants you to stay here, <laughs> but um, obviously, you know, saying that we would not be here this Sunday, not be at church this Sunday, and he, um, and I said to him, um, you know, my dad, I was, I would have been there the first time he preached uh, as a pastor, and then I'm going to be there as a pastor the last sermon that he preaches, you know. So, and he said, well, you weren't there the first time he preached. I said, no, no, I'm saying as a pastor, because um, as I understand, you did begin very early. And, um, but I've never known anything else of dad but a pastor. That's what he was. And to have a pastor's heart, you love people, you know. And for a really long time, I thought, I am like my daddy because I love people. I just love people. And about four years ago, and I do love people, <laughs> but about four years ago, I became a manager in a... Uh, <laughs> and I still love people. Sometimes I want to punch them in the throat. I don't, obviously, I don't. But <laughs> So a couple of things that I wrote down about Dad. Um, one of the things that from a very young age I remember is how that my daddy, for no reason at all, <laughs> and I didn't understand it then, but would walk through our home 
And he would say, praise the Lord. Thank you, Jesus. That's what he did. For what was he doing? You know, but I'm young. I didn't know. Praise the Lord. He is always praising the Lord. And he does it now. Call him on the phone. Or if he calls me and I pick up the phone, the first thing that he says, Jesus is coming. Does he do that to you? Because that's what he does. But why do we do the things we do? We do those things because that's what's in us. That's what's in us. And I am so grateful that I am a preacher's daughter, that I, that I have this experience in being a pastor's daughter and knowing how to love people, even when you want to punch them in the throat. I thank the Lord for the opportunity that he afforded me in being your child. I thank the Lord for that. I remember I wrote down uh, something that, you know, I thought about admiring. We admire our parents, right? And so one of the things that I thought about, um, Sister Joyner, and I, I pray that my children will love me like I love her when they're my age. Um, she has always said, um, I couldn't love you anymore if I had birthed you. And I believe that because that's how she treated us. That's exactly how she treated us. Um, and I thank you. I love you for that. And I, I hope that my children will someday say that. Now, I am in the stage of my life now when my children talk to me that you've often had to do with me and say those things that I didn't want to hear and would make me mad, would you? You know. <laughs> so I'm in that stage now. And so, you know, when the boys, you know, and I'm like, mm -hmm, sorry, it's what I learned. It's what she taught me, you know, and I thank God for that. I, I appreciate that so much. And so when I thought about admiring my daddy, um, our brother Jesse passed away when he was 19. And... I believe it to have been a turning point in my life. Um, Jennifer and I have often talked about how that that event for me turned me around. <laughs> um, because dealing with that, I had to turn to somebody and I turned to him. And it is what helped me, right? I won't ever forget that church full of people and my dad stood on the podium and sang, I'll see you in the rapture. How do you stand and sing? I will always admire that. He did that for himself but he did it for our family. That's what he was doing. He was doing that for our family. That's who he is. I thank God. I am so grateful 
for the man of God that you are. <laughs> and what an example. You know, <laughs> um, little girls want to find somebody like their daddies, right? And for a long time, for a long time, I prayed. And I picked the wrong one more than one time. <laughs> I picked the wrong one. I did, I did. He won't like my daddy, some of them. But I thank God that, I thank God that he sent Ronnie. And I thank God that he is cultivating the man of God that I've always prayed for, the man of God that I saw in my dad. God is cultivating that man in my husband. And I thank God for that today. And I know that Daddy's ready to preach, right? Y'all are probably ready to uh, hear him. <laughs> and um, I'm just going to, um, this is for Michael and Tim and Jennifer. This is for them, okay? So the one thing that I can say about my dad is that he never treated us any differently. He loved us all the same, even though we argued with one another that I was the favorite. He loves me more. I'm the baby, but I'm the baby boy, but I'm the oldest boy, right? So, and what I would say to all of that today, Dad, is I know that you and I know, okay? And it's okay. We'll let them think what they think right and what will I'll say to you siblings is that he loved me first oh, wait. wait 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 I'm sorry I'm sorry I'm sorry I'm sorry he did love me first and I'm supposed to introduce you today I'm so sorry you guys you guys have the privilege this morning of listening to this man bring the word of God and I love you help me welcome your pastor my dad Larry Joyner praise the Lord hallelujah uh, I think I'm going to need uh... <laughs> oh Lord I don't know if my wife's going to want me to say this Uh, I, th <laughs> I think I'm going to need a bigger snot rack. <laughs> After all this, I, oh my! I got these are so flimsy. Don't you have any man snot rags in it? Praise the Lord. Am I in the view of the camera? I'm not sure. Uh, there's no need for me to say, but I will. I am proud. Proud of my children. Proud of my children. Oh, my. And... Behind every good man 
is a surprised woman. <laughs> and she is surprised. But she is what we call backbone, without which you cannot make it, and I cannot make it. Thank God. Amen. Started pastor when I was 20 years old. And Leniva was there. <laughs> um, and Michael was there. Both of them were born when I was 19. I was uh, <coughs> 19 one day when Leniva was born, and then I was 19 two days, still 19. <clears throat> what is your birthday, Michael? January 9th. 19th. So I was 19 two more days after Michael was born. And both of them were there at the first church I pastored, which I was fixing breakfast for them one day. <coughs> and <clears throat> some things that I needed underneath the sink, plates I believe we had, the, the way they were stored and and there was a nice-looking big snake laying in the middle of them. Before I took care of that, I took my two little ones and put them in the uh, living room and then come back to 10 with that. <laughs> no, I did not contend with a bunch of snakes after that, years and years after that. No. Don, I did not. <laughs> See, he's going to say that. You've had a lot of snakes everywhere you passed it. <laughs> and I've pastored here 27 years. And I praise God for it. You have been a blessing to me. You're watching. Some of you have blessed my life. And some of you, because of Tim Rose not doing well today, having sickness, you're not here. And you plan to be here, and I hope you do watch him, or do watch. Um, which would include one of my favorite fans. Sister Keller, probably now my biggest fan of all time. Now, Sister um, Nance was one of those big fans, too. I mean, you know, it's like she was proselyting. I didn't ask her to do that, but she, oh, she didn't mind asking anybody from any church, Church of God, to come and be here. <laughs> she had to move away when Brother Nance passed and moved on to glory. And now, um, I don't know, maybe I just should say praise the Lord and let's go home. My wife said she was surprising me today with food catered in.
And I said to her, did you tell them to be there at 1 o'clock? Um, and she said, no, we don't like cold pizza. <laughs> what can you say about Don Brazel, the craziest man? And the only reason he is crazy as he is is his wife. His wife that he found, he said, when he was doing prison ministry. <laughs> and he found his wife. <laughs> Praise the Lord. Isn't that wonderful? I don't know where um, a weed have found Mike. I have no idea. How many great friends can you have? Great great friends um, Mike has done many things beyond what he wanted to do I believe for me but yet he did them because of my wife I guess the man that was on the uh, screen Ken Boyd uh, was my pastor for a few years and after he left I started pastoring and um, we had been friends all that while for many years. I don't know. Has it been 40, 45 years? I don't know. So when uh, Ken Boyd was retiring from pastoral ministry, uh, was the same day that we were supposed to have some ministers meeting in in a leaders meeting in uh, Myrtle Beach, I believe it was. So I could not be at all of that at one time except for Mike and Weta because they flew us to Myrtle Beach and then after the meeting, they flew us to Wilson for the um, retirement of Ken Boyd and then flew us back to the meeting when Jennifer graduated from Lee University they flew my wife out because Jennifer and I had to be there earlier quality, great friends, people that love you and thank you, God, for people that love you like that. And Jack Norton that feeds you pinto beans. How in the world can you get any better? The first day we visited them, pinto beans, and a smile. <laughs> Cornbread, where's the buttermilk? Choice friends that with them, along with many other things that we did, uh, we would go to where Jack has a place that he feeds homeless. 
as much as you can because there are others, you know, that they want to feed the homeless this day and this weekend and this weekend, and so Jack has to get in line. And But I remember going down there to feed homeless and preach to them. And, and one of those signs, my oldest boy, um, preached to the group afterwards, you can do better than this. And he said, I'm an example. What God can do in just a little bit. In just a little bit. And make purpose in your life and blessing. And Michael calls often, warning me or my wife, to tell everybody you can, God is good and God is blessing. One of the first people we met coming here was the man sitting over here that I introduced to a lady in the church this morning. Robin, meet Robin. Robin, meet Robin. Robin was one of the first people we met when we moved here because we were, even before we preached a message here, we came in uh, and were summoned. We went to the hospital to see Bob Whiteside. That we don't even know. We're brand new and and uh, Robin was, Robin had his daddy that he loved, and and and, uh, but yet Bob Whiteside was like a dad to uh, Robin, and Robin now grooms the church. Just mowed. Uh, what do you call that when you do it out there? It's called what? Huh? Bush hogged the, all that ugly mess that was out there just last week. Robin is the hardest working man I believe I've ever seen. Um, I mean, uh, and I've never asked Robin to do anything that he said, I can't do it. Never in 27 years. And these people that I speak of now are here today for this special occasion, and I, I had no idea they were coming, but I love you guys. Um, Karen has got to be. <laughs> favored by God. <laughs> Blessed by God. Amen. How does she stay with Jack Norton? How does she stay with Jack Norton? <clears throat> to Brother uh, Nance, I think Brother Nance's favorite message and title was uh, Hindrances to Prayer. I believe that was his favorite. Brother Mike, I believe one of his favorite was 
how to go to church and get nothing. <laughs> he still wonders about that. I think one of Brother Jack's favorite is uh, when I ask a young man to pick out the ugly, I mean the fattest, fattest woman in this place. They, we had several uh, little black children that were coming at that time, and and uh, what was his name? Andre. Sitting, I, I'm not sure front or uh, Andre. Turn around and pick out the fattest woman in this church. That might have been one of Jack's <laughs> favorites. Message. Does anybody have any idea what time it is? Yes. Eleven twenty-five. My wife said, and she's not here, so tell her. She's not in here. My wife said, I've never seen you study as much for a message. And she and I understand by that that the message is 15 minutes. You remember that? I mean, you, you, some of you don't remember what I'm speaking of. But normally Church of God preachers, um, if they're going to preach 15 minutes, they study about five or six days. If they're going to preach 30 minutes, about three days. If they're going to preach an hour, about a day. Well, preacher, what if I wanted you to just preach and as long as you want to? I'm ready right now. <laughs> what do you mean? Well, it just takes a long time to trim and cut the corners. In the, cause, so if you're ready to go right now and preach all day long, let me add it <laughs> right now. Praise God. Um, Amanda's is stepped out too for whatever reason. Amanda was one of the first. She was here when we came. Amanda was here, rode the bus, and has stuck. Isn't that wonderful? And has stuck. This has been her church for at least 27. And she was here before I got here. That's wonderful. Brother Mike. Sister Dean were here when we came. And they were here before. So that means that, um, what's her name? Kim. And that means that Kim was here too. <coughs> How much? 13 years old. Ah, uh, 27 years ago, and she was 13. Does anybody know how old she is? Praise God. And no, we don't have favorite children. Amen, Michael? 
We don't have favorite children. We don't have favorite members. But I'm telling you, we've got members that you depend on. Every one of you, I depend on. I love you. And i got to have your shoulder to lean on from time to time and your prayers. i got to have it. I'll tell you one guy that you depend on so much and the job is so thankless. No thanks, no praise, no adoration, no blessing. But Jeff, I love you. Man, I love you. How do you make it without a church administrator that that does the work and you get the credit. You know, <laughs> I don't, boy, don't that thing we had today shine bright. Woo! And somebody had to put it in and somebody has to have the knowledge for those kind of things. And um, he sort of the one that gets no thanks for how loud it is or is not how hot or cold it is. <laughs> and how do you please everybody? According to Sister Dean and Brother Mike, Kim tries. So she must have a pastor's heart. Tries to please everybody. It's hard to do. Whenever you got... <coughs> People in the church, um, like Jack Norton. <laughs> Lord, help me, please. And we've said that a lot. And then as Tim mentioned, People that come a little later, maybe 25 years ago, Sister Powell is a jewel you just can't do without. Um, Brother Mike said of her, she's a keeper. And then children that me and my wife have adopted along the way, one of which is right here, Rhonda. We love you. Amanda. Of course, Amanda was a grandchild, right? We adopted Jeff as son, and then we adopted Amanda as our grandchild, and then they got married. And they had a little girl that, what do you call that? Um, too many things in the church that I cannot say over the last 27 years have been, been blessing, blessing, blessing. Every one of you, those watching, I love you. You've blessed my life. You've blessed me. Brother Mike singing a song entitled, Does He Steal? Feel the nails. And my little girl rededicated 
herself to God. That was a great moment. Renewa has just been too solid since then. I mean, there's things that, what in the world? What are you doing that for? You ain't got to do everything, you know. Um, uh, Gretchen telling Gigi one of her grandmas do you know that I'm baby sugar <laughs> I mean these things are wonderful and to have you as our friends we counted a blessing I hope that, uh, we, I hope we haven't asked too much of you. I've, uh, friends are just great, aren't they? They're just great. And uh, Brother Don's been one of those friends that, uh, oh, I didn't say wish you didn't have. Did I say that? I didn't hear that. You know, Don Braswell, oh boy, a friend, a man that loves God, and, uh, and also loves people. I'm going to take on the um, idea of, um, he pastors over at South Gastonia. Bobby Gillen. I'm going to take on the uh, attitude of Bobby Gillen. Bobby Gillen, uh, I've had him here to preach for us for revival only one time. And why? Bobby Gillen is one that uh, believes that part in the in, in Church of God minutes and teachings that we believe in the whole Bible rightly divided and he preaches the whole Bible every service. <laughs> so beginning in Genesis 1 and 1 In the beginning, God. Now, there's not a period there, but we could put a period right there. Yep. In the beginning, God. How's all this? God. Where do, how do we get here? God. Why am I serving the Lord? God. In. When was the beginning? I don't know. But in the beginning, God. Oh, Brother Don, somebody jump over the church with the preacher. Hallelujah. In the beginning, God. But then it said created heaven, and he created earth. I will not preach the whole thing. I'm sorry. Because of time restraints, and uh, but I, I do want to say a few things. 
Now we understand according to Deuteronomy 4.35 and I didn't give you any scripture you don't have to put them up that's fine that God said he's the only Lord there is none else in the beginning God and that's period there is no other God and then in Genesis 1, 26, and God, that God, the only God, made man. When he said, let us make man, he was talking to the Holy Ghost and to Jesus, those three in one. Let us make man in our own image. And in our likeness. Verse 31, if you jump down to that, said, And all that he made was very good. Tony, according to God, you are very good. Hallelujah. You are very good and he made man in his own image and his own likeness but I wrote a little question here brother Mike like you do sometimes on Wednesday night and the question is what has he done with my image The image is like a shadow. <clears throat> a resemblance. A representative figure. So when God made me, He made me as one of His representative people and figure. I am like God. Woo. Boy, what? And then I think of all the times I've failed and I have distorted the image of God. Oh, I think thanks and Michael told them what to say. He wrote it for them. And all the great things they said, and then I'm th sitting there thinking of all my failures. But he made us in his image. What has he done? To my image. I think God started it, that question, when in Genesis 6 and 5, when he said that the imagination 
of man's thoughts were evil continually. Now, boy, I, you, you read that and you, you, you're almost thinking 2022. How is that happening 6,000 years ago? Well, that says something to John 5, 17, whenever God is trying to get us to understand. He said, Elias, or Elijah, was a man of like passions just like us. Just like us. So 6,000 years ago, man's imagination was evil continually. All his thoughts were bad and evil. Boy, and, and, and these guys in the Bible like us. Why, Abraham told a half-truth. His son told a half-truth. Isaiah said in 6 and 5, Woe is me, for I am undone and I'm a man of unclean lips and I dwell among a bunch of folks just like me with unclean. Sounds like 2022. <laughs> Jeremiah about five times said woe is me. First Timothy 1.15, Paul said, I'm the chief of all sinners. He said, a woe is me too in 1 Corinthians 7, 1, but, or 16, I'm sorry. That, but his woe was, if I don't preach the gospel, woe is me if I don't tell it. I've got to tell the truth. I did persecute the church. I even caused some to meet death, even at my hands. And But now I've seen the light on the road to Damascus and there was a voice spoke to me and said, I've got something for you to do. When others see a shepherd boy, God sees a king. There's no legacy in, in me that I should be a pastor. Brother Boyd, all of his brothers were preachers. His sister married a preacher. His dad was a pastor. A great legacy. I didn't have that. Why did God choose me? <laughs> 
But woe is me if I don't tell it. But the image of God in Genesis 6 and 5 started to fall because of man's imagination. Romans 1, 25 in the New Testament said, they're changing the love and they're changing the way it's supposed to be for they are loving the creature more than the creator. Well, in the last days, perilous times shall come for men shall be lovers of themselves. Lovers of themselves. Now, I, I don't mean the, the love like Jack does when he looks in the mirror, boy, I love you. <laughs> or Michael. When he say, I, Michael, I love you. Why don't everybody love you? <laughs> That's not what I'm talking about. But they change the natural to the unnatural. They're and in a world today, men are changing. But Malachi 3.6 says that For I am the Lord, and I change not. His image is the same. What are we doing to his image? Even Paul wrote in Hebrews. I knew she would look at me. I knew she would. Because we don't know who wrote Hebrews. I'm thinking Paul, but Jennifer said, no, it's Apollos, probably. Well, why not Abraham? He was the father of the faithful, the faith chapter. But he wrote it anyway. I mean, these guys didn't know what they were writing about because the Scripture came not in old time by the will of man, but holy men of God spake as they were moved on by the Holy Ghost. That's why a writer, not knowing what was going to happen, could write it and say, as Job said, I know that my race. Oh, glory, somebody jump over the church with this preacher. I know my Redeemer lives. I don't know who he is. I've never met him. I've Nobody's told. I know he lives. Amen. And I know I'm going to see him. Amen. Oh, whoo, hallelujah. I'm going to see him. These wonderful people, Michael and Jack, I hope they're hand in hand with me as we march in to see the king of all kings. The unchangeable. But people change today and they 
taking that natural. They're saying, I saw this, my own eyes on the news, sister. A man born in America declared himself, I'm not a white male American, but I am a female Filipino. What are we doing to the image that God made us in? What? We are a representative figure. And we change it like we want it to be. John 1, 1, in the beginning was the Word. The Word was with God. The Word was God. The same was with Him in the beginning. And without Him was not anything that was made, that was made. But that Him is Jesus Christ, that He is, the next verse said, He is the life. And the life is the light of men. And Jesus said himself, except you be born again, or, or John said that, of course, but through the, Jesus Christ, but he said, I am the way, the truth, the life. Somebody tell Oprah. <laughs> you cannot make it. Tell everybody you see. You, I, we will not make it into heaven to reside with God and Jesus and the Holy Ghost except we come through Jesus. Beginning in Genesis, it's about Jesus. He's the Lord of all the Old Testament. I do not have time to tell you about every book, but he's in them all. Genesis, he is the seed of woman. <laughs> That's going to bruise the head. Jump over the church with me, brother. Hallelujah! In Exodus, he is the deliverer. Has he delivered you ever? <laughs> he is Ezekiel's wheel in the middle of the wheel. He is Jeremiah's fire shut up in my bones. On and on and on. He is the Lord. Why would we change? Why would we change the love of God that's 
spread abroad into all of you. Let's keep up the image. We love God and we love God's work. And it's not always the dollar. When I think about loving God and God's work, which is missions, I do think about Mike Bradley. I don't know what else has been done and how knowledgeable he is, and he must be a knowledgeable. Look at the hair. I mean, that, that, the Bible says that. Wisdom. That gray hair is wisdom. And I don't know all that's happened in his life. Those he liked well, he didn't cover them up. Is that what they said? <laughs> but because of his love for missions and God's work, God's blessings reigns. I'm trying to find number four, brother. I've got nine, and nine's got five. One, two, and three, four, five, nines. I'm trying to find number four. Pray, huh? Yeah. Uh, praise the Lord. Well, I'll go to number five then. Number five said in 1 Kings 18 and 21, Elijah wanted the people to choose. How long halt ye between two opinions? There is God and there's the devil. There's not 22 in-betweens. But Elijah said, choose you one. How long halt ye between two opinions? If God be God, serve him. If it's Baal or the devil, serve him. There is no in between. Heaven or hell. Jeremiah 4, 14, God was saying, Oh, Jerusalem, Jerusalem, wash yourself from your wickedness that you might be saved. And then the end of that, he said, Why do you linger? with your vain thoughts. Why are you still stuck? I'm telling you folks, it's heaven or hell. 
Somebody tell Tom Cruise. It doesn't matter what you come up with. It's heaven or hell. There's no in between. And then the old Jerusalem stuff. Luke 13 and 34. Old Jerusalem. Jerusalem. The plea come from God and Jesus. How oft would I have gathered you, looked after you, cared for you, as a hen gathers her brood under and you would not. And you would not. I guess we've got as much of God as we want, don't we? Amen. Oh. <laughs> and I've heard testimonies over the about 47 years that I've pastored. I'm not close to God as I want to be. Why not? I would have gathered you, but you would not. There's pleasure in sin, isn't there? Last just a little while, then it's gone. <laughs> Hallelujah. I couldn't, um, well, that, I, I, I couldn't remember it, I guess, 30 and 19 of Deuteronomy. I call heaven and earth to record this day against you. And God said, I have set before you life and death, blessing and cursing. The next three words. What is wrong with people in society today? The next three words. Therefore, choose life. <laughs> How hard can it be? And you choose life, why? That both thou and thy seed shall live. Acts 16.31 put it this way when Paul and Silas were singing at midnight after being beaten in the jail. What time is it? And the jailer is concerned that 
the doors are flying open, chains falling off, and, and he's going to get in trouble. See, he's about ready to kill himself. Paul said, do thyself no harm. We're all here. We're still here. What must I do to be saved? Believe on the Lord Jesus Christ, and thou shalt be saved. What's the rest of it? And thy house. Lord, have mercy. How much have I prayed for these kids? And can... Lord, what's wrong with them? <laughs> but, but today, thank you, Lord. Look at them now. Amen. And save thy house. Okay, I think it's uh, Isaiah now, 53, and I've got to read that, boy, there's a lot there. Isaiah 53, who hath believed by report, and to whom is the arm of the Lord revealed? For he shall grow up before him as a tender plant, and as a root out of dry ground, he hath no form nor comeliness, and when we see him, there is no beauty that we should desire him. He is despised and rejected of men, a man of sorrows acquainted with grief, and we hid as it were our faces from him. He was despised, and we esteemed him not. Surely he hath bore our griefs and carried our sorrows, yet we did esteem him stricken, smitten of God, and afflicted. But he was wounded. For our transgressions, he was bruised for our iniquities. The chastisement of our peace was upon him, and with his stripes we are healed. Verse 6. Verse 6. Oh, we like sheep have gone astray. We have turned everyone to his own way. Well, let me tell you those that are here sitting in this congregation and those that will watch this. You'll never make it your own way. You'll be lost when you do it your own way. There's no other way except Jesus Christ. And so when we've turned everyone to his own way, do our own thing. If it feels good, do it. All, kind of, all kinds of things over the years. And those fashions and things come and go. But you'll never make it in your own way. I came here 27 years and three months ago. And I don't know, I might have missed it, Sister Rhonda, but I come in with some of the younger folks. What's happening, Blair? 
Well, they looked at me like, but that was what was going on then. That was the fashion then. And don't it change. Boy, it went to bro and dog and and friend girl and so fashions and things do change um, one thing remains the same I guess one, one thing that is natural or maybe they how is it that a woman's pocketbook is so heavy But the rest of that verse, we have turned everyone to his own way, and the Lord hath laid on him the iniquity of us all. I see it right there that too many people have left Jesus Christ on the cross. For many people, too many people, Christ has not been buried. For too many people, Christ has not been resurrected and sitting at the right hand of the Father as the intercessor. He's still on the cross for too many people. Please look in the scripture and write it down if you will or if you're watching it you could got plenty of time to write it down whenever you hear it. But write down so many great things in Second Peter 1 and 4. 3 if you want to. 5 through 10. Galatians, dear gracious how... Galatians 5, 1, 7, and 14. Was 7 where he said that they're ever learning, never coming to the knowledge of the truth? Isn't that where we are today? Boy, they know a lot of stuff, but they don't know the truth. 16, 19, the works of the flesh. Oh, my works of the flesh adultery fornication uncleanness lasciviousness idolatry witchcraft hatred variance emulations wrath strife seditions, heresies, envies, murder, drunkenness, revelings. 
Boy, revelings is happening. You know what revelings is? Rioting. Rioting. And those are the works of the flesh. Oh, that would be awful if the chapter ended then. But verse 22 said, But! We used to do those things. But! The fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, long-suffering, gentleness, goodness, faith, meekness, temperance. Against such there is, there's no law against being meek and having faith and having joy. <laughs> joy. Okay, then um, James 1, 1 through 8. Goodness gracious, so much in James. 1 through 8, 14, verse 15, verse 17, verse 19, verse 21. Verse 27, pure religion and undefiled before God is this to visit the fatherless and the widows in their affliction and to keep himself unspotted from the world. My gracious. I, bro, Brother Mike Hager, <laughs> there's so much good in God's Word. Second uh, Timothy 3, one. In the last days, perilous times shall come. For men shall be lovers of themselves. They shall be covetous, boasters, proud. Disobedient to parents, unholy, unthankful. Heady, high-minded. Traitors, truth breakers, false accusers. Aren't we there? So read all of those and then, <laughs> Mama, what does it mean when the preacher says, and now I'm coming to a close? What does it mean, Mama? Nothing. <laughs> so, um, so I'm going to say, finally, that's four and eight of Philippians. Finally, brethren, and all that other, that's another two hours of preaching, Brother Mike. I don't have enough mints. Oh, thank you, Jesus. What a wonderful... Don't he love God? <laughs> Finally, brethren, whatsoever things are true, whatsoever things are honest, whatsoever things are just, 
whatsoever things are pure, whatsoever things are lovely, whatsoever things are of a good report, if there be any virtue, if there be any praise, think on these things. When I said the word virtue, that reminds me of that First Peter scripture that I want you to read in my land. When he said, add to your faith virtue, and to virtue, knowledge, and to knowledge, temperance, and add to your temperance, patience. Boy, you like that, don't you, Sister Dean? <laughs> and to your patience, godliness, and to godliness, brother ki brotherly kindness, and to brotherly kindness, charity. And Paul did write this in 13 of 1 Corinthians. And there remains faith, hope, and charity. The greatest of these is charity, love. In fact, Scripture bears out much. Two things. To love the Lord thy God with all your heart, mind, soul, and strength. The second liking to it, love your neighbor as yourself. On these two hang, somebody say, all. All the prophets and all the law. Do those two, Brother Mike talks about the top ten commandments or as Jennifer did so eloquent, ten words. Boy, she did a fa well everything. Everything she's done. You're getting a good pastor, I'm telling you. Um, so after the finally, what comes after the finally? Well, that comes in Ecclesiastes 12, 13. Let us hear the conclusion of the whole matter. Let us hear the conclusion of the whole matter. Fear God. Keep His commandments. For this is the whole duty of man. Let's read verse 14 too. For God shall bring every work into judgment with every secret thing whether it be good or whether it be evil that sounds like heaven or hell that sounds like life or death that sounds like no in between every good and every evil Oh my. With all the wonderful things that have happened to us in 27 years, one of the worst things, in a sense, is having to bury our dead. 34. 
since we've been here. 34. Son that touches your lives. Even those of you that are here today. Bob Whiteside. Robin, the old man that affects you, doesn't it? Ruth Ushery. Carl Alton, Ellen Church. Vernon Nance. I told him I was going to be the mayor of Cornelius when we come back. And he wanted to argue with that. I mean, we're going to come back and rain. And Jeff Martin. Marvin Whitesides. Edith King. Of course, her granddaughter has walked out, but that. Oh, Bill Overcash. Barbara Dyson, and I thought Tracy might be here today. Charlene Garris, just recently. Brother Sugar. Oh, that, now his real name is Charles Wiseman. Brother Shuggy, I got it on. Your wife bought it for me and said you got to wear it. Now, I hid the WV down here <laughs> the whole time, but if you're West Virginia, you know the navy and gold. Now, if it was black and gold, I don't want to wear it. But Sister Shuggy, there it is, West Virginia. Boy, I love you. But thank God I can still be with you. I hope your new pastor will let me preach once in a while. And it's got to be over. My wife's looking at me. She don't like cold pizza. I mean, and no way to warm it, you know, for everybody. You cannot know how much I love you for being here today. You, you cannot know. Only God can help you. And as I mentioned, many of you here for different reasons, for whatever reason, thank you. Another one of our adopted daughters, Lisa. Lisa. No, Lisa, you're too old to be our adopted <laughs> daughter. I'm sorry, Lisa. Now, I'm, well, you, you are. You're 40-something. Uh, 
by now, or 45. But Yulisa, another one of our adopted daughters, that I don't know why she came to church, but I, I put it that, that I helped a Latino girl that couldn't speak English at a gas pump one day. And she thought that was so wonderful. Uh, well, you know, you, <laughs> hallelujah. Whether you've been here 27 years or the most recent that's come, is it Sister Julie? And you see, uh, Jack, it doesn't matter to me. I mean, she looked like a Julie, and that's what her name is. But I think her name is Judith. But Sister Julie, love you, bless your heart. And the newest member, I love you, I love you, love you. I miss saying a lot of stuff that I probably should have said. I understand. Um, stuff about Shane that, well, you don't need to know something. <laughs> Thank you for coming. God bless you. Forever in my heart. Forever. Would you stand? Father, go with us, keep us, and your love shining in our lives, and we praise you. Amen. Amen.